0: This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Teens, and you go to the sea, and you go and swim in the sea, and you, you get these big waves, and uh, it's always it's quite a it's quite a, a thing to to be taken by one of these ways and you know when you go under the water and it rolls you, it rolls you, it rolls you and later, you don't really know which side is up and which side is bottom and uh, I remember one time it was so vicious that I was totally out of my swimming, swimming suit, my, my costume and you can imagine a young, young man at his uh, most vulnerable and self-conscious time he, as you come up, you know, don't know which side is up and which side is down. All these thoughts come into your mind. And it says, what are people going to see? What are they going to think now? This naked man running around. And as you gasp for your last breath of air, you, you see and you look around and, and you just see that, that swimming costume just bobbing there. And you say, thank you, thank you. And, and, and you're saved. And... Um, you know, many times in, in, in life, we go through these things where life just throws you, and um, I can just say that I've been been challenged lately in my life with two big, big challenges, and that the one was six years ago when I got saved, my whole life was turned upside down, and there I learned to stand on a rock, and that rock was Jesus when he came into my life, and um, I think 2018 was, one of, uh, was another rock it was another big wave, and I'm still, we're still in it, but by the grace of God, we, we gra- we're going through it, and um, so I just want to share a bit of my story of what, what happened, and it started uh, about a year ago, about this time, and uh, but before I start, I just want to say to every one of you this morning, and uh, you are precious, all the women, you are precious, you are queens and princesses in God's eyes, and I just want to encourage each one of that take that as a and you know we feel sometimes that life throws us things and you know we don't get encouragement and we don't get people don't see us and um, I'll just tell you now, now about the story that why I asked you why Jesus I asked Jesus what is this heart because this week I realized when I asked the Lord that thing I saw some some stuff in my heart that I said Lord is this my heart is this what you see in my heart and um, and this is a and this is a process of sanctification that I'm so grateful for, and it's so necessary in our lives. Now, uh, uh, this week I was studying, or was going through the book of Daniel. And um, in the first book of Daniel, there's a, there's a verse, and, and you can imagine these young four, young Israelite Jewish boys in their teens. And uh, they come from a little town, Jerusalem, compared to this glamorous vendor of, of, of Babylon, and uh they come there and they've been and these are princes and they've well educated boys, and they come to they were taken to Babylon. And uh it's almost a comparison, like you know, it's a small town like Pofadar, and you take the people from Pofadar and you take them to Vegas, you know, the the comparison the, the, it's just overwhelming. And uh but Daniel he comes into into Babylon and uh the word says that he purposed in his heart not to defile himself. And the next verse, it says that God showed him favor. God showed him favor with men. And, uh, you know, if we purpose in the small things and we purpose not to defile ourselves and to stay on the straight and I narrow, can, I can just say that, you know, from a testimony and from, a, from, my, from where I've come from the last six years, that God is, he gives favor in that, and um, then there's another story, and it always it doesn't always happen like that, in Jeremiah 1 verse 5, it's, uh, there's a story where, the, the verse that we all know is, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, before you were born, I sanctified you, I ordained you, a prophet to the nations, and this is the calling of Jeremiah, and, uh, and we, we like quoting this thing, but Ten chapters later, Jeremiah (laughs) goes on this rant and he curses the day he was born. He curses the day the guy that was sent to to tell his father he was pregnant. He curses everybody for the day he was born. But God called this Jeremiah for a time of, he said, I called you for a specific purpose. And it's not a purpose, and he was mocked. He was put in a dungeon. He was ridiculed. He was hated by his own people. And uh, he wanted to die at certain stages. And, and we all go through life where people are, people don't understand always oh, what we go through. Um, me and my wife, uh, just a year ago, just over a year ago, we uh, we didn't plan and something happened and we fell pregnant. I, just, I know it happened, but <laughs> I uh, <laughs> it wasn't planned. And um, so we we came into this... It's amazing. We've got three daughters, and uh, so this was a very a big excitement, a shock, but also excitement. And uh, yeah, so I mean, this this is how the first three came. It wasn't planned; it just happened. And uh, so there's another one coming, and we thank the Lord for that. And it was just after convergence last year, Monday or Tuesday, we found out we were pregnant. Two days later, we've got a, a lady working in our house Uh, she's been with us for quite a quite a while now quite a few years and uh, she came to the Lord four years ago when she saw the the changes in our lives she also came to the Lord and she's illiterate but she she gets dreams and uh, two days after we got pregnant we haven't told a soul so we we're trying to see how we're going to break the news to the family and everything but. And she comes and she's quite old, and uh, she says now she wants to retire this year, but she can't retire, because she saw, she had a dream last night, that uh, we're going to have a child, and it's going to be a boy. And I'm looking at my wife, how is this, how is this, how is this, how is this it's possible? So I took this, and... Um, You know, 13 weeks, and uh, so my wife went for the first scan, uh, for the first treatment, uh, to the first scan, and you know everything went fine, and we didn't see much. But on 13 weeks, we went for the second in-depth scan, and I just want to get the word here, exemplus, exemplus. So, uh, amazing doctor that we met at um, at Panorama, and he's got this huge machine, in depth, and there something happened, and uh, our world started to to shake a bit and um it was a uh, exemplus is so this baby and i was i was standing this is a boy and um it showed it was a girl but i i took this this what what this lady told us and i went with it but anyway the the doctor said listen this is what it is it's a uh, She's got a example, is a liver, and some of her intestines is outside of the body. This is on 13 weeks. On, um, so we went and he said, listen, just on 18 weeks, we've got to just do another test, because sometimes you there's deeper uh, symptoms of maybe Down syndrome, or any other circumstances, or other uh, deeper lying issues as well. But, and this is the doctor, and he said to us the first time, I would advise you not to go ahead he said not to advise you but the road you're taking now is a it's a it's a tough road and um it's like you know this i was just reminded of daniel and you know we got the letter and i remember that evening and you read the 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 sentence there and uh you say lord what what is this Uh, and me and my wife had a, a tough week there because you know you when medical medical people say this is this is not it you, you, your faith gets you know, we've got faith that's all we've got and um, so we went for the second one this the second the second uh, what is it amnio test was actually the first one and the only positive test we came came back with. Um, so the next one, and we, as, as Daniel said, we purposed, and we made a decision there, me and my wife. said, listen, we're going to purpose, we're going to choose life. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so at 22 weeks, um, we went again for another scan. And then uh, this exam for that wasn't the only problem, so they picked up another problem. And uh, there was a hernia, now that is uh, hernia, so some of her intestines were growing inside of a cavity of her lungs and the heart, so everything, her lungs and her heart couldn't, probably not develop that well. So then the doctor said, okay, and, and there in this little uh, doctor's room, I saw a little picture on his wall with a Bible so I said look doctor you're a Christian so let's pray I'm not gonna we're not gonna fuss we're gonna we're gonna trust and we're gonna believe the Lord and uh, so we prayed amazing and and this guy just started crying (laughs) and uh, I think the Lord sometimes by his wisdom closes our eyes to see how bad situations actually are because we just said look this is going forward we trust the Lord and uh that was at 26 weeks 22 weeks and then so you know we started and we didn't talk to too many people about it you know it's how do you explain to people this you know you're going through this thing and then that the the next scan was at 26 weeks and uh then because my wife had three previous cesareans uh, this is what they don't tell you when you get cesareans is there's always a danger, and she had a placenta procreta. Now, this is a, a thing where the placenta starts growing into the bladder and starts growing into the tissue of the stomach and into the stomach, so that there's now a risk for her, for her life. So the things just mount and mount, and the guy says, listen, now you've really got to consider aborting. And um, so he said, <laughs> Yeah. And we're not going to do that. Uh, yeah, I just want to give you a verse. And, and, and in this time, me and my wife had this. Isaiah 43, 1 to 3. And this is, he said, be- Fear not, for I have redeemed you. And I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, and they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Nor shall the flame scorch you, and for I am the Lord your God. So this is what we, what we hang on to for the, for the duration of our time. And uh, my wife isn't here this morning, and uh, I presume oh she's watching. And um, but I had amazing. I mean, God really bursts something in our lives, and it draws us closer and closer together. And um, I realize now if I look back on God's plan in our lives, you know, he had to take some of our misconceptions and, and things. Um, if you look at the next one, it's, uh, this is our family, but God has also had an amazing journey with our family this, this couple of months. Um, my wife and my three daughters, and for them it was also a, a challenge, you know, we, we prayed and we trusted the Lord. And amazing people gave amazing testimonies all around us, people of miracles happening. and we trusted the Lord for, for miracles. Um, now the last, the last time we went to the, the, the doctor in Panorama, he, uh, he said, "Okay, I think I suggest you get your stuff together, book out bed, bed and, and after this." So we went up and by God's mercy or God's wisdom. That hospital couldn't take us because of medical right ease, and so I had to find another hospital. And the beautiful thing is, our God's, and this is the thing about Daniel. What I what I just realized is that favor. Um, we 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 came to a doctor in uh, Christian Barnard and me and my wife went in there. She was a bit upset about this hospital. There's a lot of different religions and customs and funny things there, but. I said to her, listen, we're the light here. We've got to go here. And this is where God is sending us. And um, so we walked in there and met this amazing, amazing doctor. And so she started explaining the things to us and said, listen, you must meet the pediatrician and all these people. And she got this team together. And she realized the, the significance and the and the dangers involved. And she, and I, I believe God really put on her heart to see the the issues, and I don't be, I don't know, but the other doctor that went, he wasn't prepared, and I just knew this is the right doctor, and uh, when we came to the pediatricians, two of them, I don't think the one is a Christian, but the other lady, she she said to us, you know, this is actually, it's almost an impossible situation, they're talking on the baby side, they said, listen, we haven't the survival rate of these things is almost zero, and uh, so she said, "You know, this is only a, in the hands of God." I said, "That's it. That's what I believe." So let's. Can I pray for you guys? And I pray for them. And I say, "Lord, you bless these people. You show them." I've got no. I don't know. I just trust you. You've sent us to these people. And um, this this lady actually came afterwards. And as we go through, all, all, you know, are we? Are we could just testify to doctors and to we, we've. <laughs> I've got no medical experience, but but I've got, I've got the Holy Spirit, and I've got Jesus in me. And that is what we can show people. Now, um, the the date was for the 7th of uh, of May, and so I was planning my whole thing, and, and this doctor really she really took care of us. And uh, she booked us into a private room in the Christian Barnard, and when I, I was planning to stay at a friend's place, he said, no, no, no. When I came there, it's a private room, there's another bed in there, you can spend it. So I spent two weeks with my wife in the hospital, having a view over Cape Town, like amazing. But in that time, my wife, I can see she needed me, and and it was just favor from God. He was taking us through this thing, and I can just give him all the glory. Now... When we said, when we started out, we said, let this be to God's glory. This is has not, got nothing to do with us. I mean, there's so many people going through much more than we went through, but this is our journey. And uh, we thank the Lord for it. And on the morning, I think I saw Bongi here this morning, and Bongi, I think Bianca also prayed for me, or for us, uh, a year ago on, uh, on Christmas Day. And uh, Bongi, she, and she said, there's a lady that, went exactly through the same thing. And uh, this is Buzi. Now Buzi, the next photo. And uh, that Sunday morning, this woman, uh, she, (laughs) she's a saint. And she comes and she comes and shares a story. And this is miracle, that little boy. Now he got born with exactly the same, um, he had also had a flachus thing, what do you call it, with some of his stuff outside, and and she also had this, but she went through it alone, and she said, never, she's going to help everybody that she can, and she took off work that day to come and just encourage us, and she said, this is the taste to me, look at this boy, but the amazing little boy, and um, so she encouraged us, and you know that. At that moment, you you just get this hope, and uh, it was very precious. The next morning, uh, Monday morning, was the date was set, and I had the privilege of praying over the, for the doctors and and uh, yeah. And as I as I went up to the to the room of the hospital, you sit there, you are watching and you are waiting, and another m- amazing moment happens when the lady bringing the breakfast comes in and uh, she says to me sir the master the master is in control and I said to her you know the Lord she says yes I said you need to pray for me so she goes out she closes the door and this lady starts praying a storm up in that Christian Barnard and I'm and we're standing there saying, Lee, praise the Lord, and uh, yeah. and I said, listen, can I pray for you? She says, you know, I've got a son that was with the Lord, and he's on, he's on drugs now, so let's pray for your son, let's pray for your son, and uh, we had the privilege of just hugging each other and praying for one another, and every day she comes in and uh, she encourages us. Um, so that morning, Gia uh, was born, And so my wife, she had a partially hysterectomy, so they decided to leave the placenta, and because it was so interfused into the bladder and into the stomach and into all these things, they say 95% of the times, the placenta will just die automatically, just die of itself. And uh, we were that 5% that it didn't. So uh, at that stage, we... I was running up between the, the floors between my wife and, and Gia, and she was immediately taken into this little room. And uh, there were uh, amazing people there, and we prayed up a storm. And there was just worship music and praying up a storm in that little room. And, and, uh, this, one, and this one nurse, she said, Yo, she said, I should come, let's pray. So she prays with me. And that evening at 7 o'clock, they had a shift and the night shift people come in and there's two ladies and uh, the one is a I didn't know it the one is a Muslim and she asked me she sees me there and uh, with my with my daughter and she says to me you know what 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 helps she says pray I say, oh you're also a child of the Lord she says, no I'm a Muslim I say, Oof, God what is happening here and as God wants it as she walks around She she stands opposite me, and and she says to me, but you Christians, you do this born again. What is this born again? I say, yes, yes. And while my daughter is lying here, she's hearing me telling a Muslim woman the gospel. And um, that evening at about 3 o'clock, they phoned me and said, listen, come. The heart is not making it. And uh, that morning at about 3 o'clock, Gia was taken to heaven. Um, as I was standing there, this pediatrician came and she was crying. And uh, I don't think she's a Christian, but I said to her, listen, you've done amazing, amazingly. And I've got such adoration for these people just their passion for people and i said lord why do we christians don't have passion like these people have for people and uh you know that we had to and my wife is still in a very serious state now now there's now the focus is to her and, and she's also going through and she's heavily sedated and going through a tough time and yeah she, she didn't have the privilege of even even seeing the child um Holding her, and um, yeah, it's tough for a mother. But um, so the next couple of days, we had to you now just focus on her. And as we're going through this thing, um, you you realize that there's a bigger, th- bigger, bigger, bigger thing than you are here. And there's a lot of people and the nurses, and you know, you can see a Christian nurse. Oh, it's there's, some, there's a heavy lot of Christian nurses. You've got to be a Christian work with these people, and they're so passionate, and, uh, and I can just commend every one of them. Um, so so after about two weeks, you could go come home, but things didn't work out, and it was in and out of hospital, and they tried to close all the arteries because this thing was, this placenta didn't die. It was just growing and going and going and going, so they tried to close a few arteries, and, and then she could come home for a couple of days, and there was pain, and it's in and out of hospital, and it's everything is a mess. Your whole know and the children and everything is and we had to work through a couple of things but through these things you always pray i always pray to say lord my children you know i would like to you know to if if i mean the life is tough but if they get hurt get hurt in the home we 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 are here that we can help and um if you look at the next picture there is a there's a little drawing and this this one daughter of ours she you can see in this picture uh, just an insight into what is happening. Um, it's in Afrikaans there now, but you can see there on the top there's little Chia on God's finger there, and uh, she's saying, you know, mother, mama, were is jammer oor gia, in die wees. she'll always be in heaven with our love. Chia, Chia, Jesus kyk na haar, en ook God. And this you just realize that God is is birth something in these children and He's He's protecting them, and uh, it's so amazing how good this God of ours are. Anyway, um, from there we uh, could get a bit of a break afterwards after about two months, and then. My wife started one after a week. We could go away for a week, and it was very she would, yeah, she she's in tremendous, tremendous pain. And it's, it's a struggle, you can't, it was tough. Anyway, she, uh, she started bleeding one Saturday morning, and these things always happen on a weekend. And uh, mm. she started bleeding profusely. And, uh, and I think during the time we counted, she, a, a human, has about five, five and a half liters of blood. I think she had about eight liters transfused into her and just the stuff just disappeared. And um so this time the 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 doctor had the humility to say, Listen, this is beyond us. The doctors yet Christian can't we don't have the, the, the know how or the the skill to operate here, so you've gotta go to Tigerberg. And uh and amazing what what the power of word is. Is there was a lady that we started befriending. She was a cleaning lady, and and now the enemy comes and he and he tells lies. And she came in and she said to my wife the one day you. She was at Tigerberg, and it's a terrible place. There's hot war, there's gangsters, and there's all these things. And and that seed grows, and um, I saw what happened to that. Um, so. They said listen go. So we come to Tigerberg and uh, totally different from we from Christian Barnard. But um, God showed us a few things there as well. Um, so we got the morning at about ten. Got there and we gonna get admitted at four. In the maternity ward it's like a it's like a you know, it's like a war stopper, you know, people come in, they get a baby and they go out. It's just it's crazy. It's just people. It's just people having babies all the place. And we're sitting there, and uh, she gets admitted, and I speak to the doctor, and the doctor says, listen, I don't want to, <laughs> you can die tomorrow. Or we, there's a few miracles that need to happen. But if I look at the, the it's a lot packed like this, he says, uh, this operation, it's, it's ridiculous. He it says, You're gonna, there's a big chance you might not wake. Goodness. you yeah. And uh, he says we need a miracle in a sense of for the days uh, for Tigerberg. We need a. This is four o'clock on the Sunday afternoon, and he says uh, we need to get the ICU bed. We need to get doctors, a team of doctors, and we need to get this, the theater. And we need. So I'm thinking by myself. This is maybe Tuesday at the earliest. So I'm going home and I, so I book my wife in, and, and it's it's a just it's, it's, it's a tough situation for her and. And you can see some of the nurses are so agitated. They're so confronted with a lot of people with unthankfulness and bitterness. And and, uh, so the one nurse, and she says, just get yourself a bed there. Just go in there. And and I can see my wife is a And I just walk up to this nurse, and I said, listen, I'm going to McDonald's now. Can I get you something? Immediately. She walks to my wife. She says, come, come, come. I've got you another room. (laughs) So... You know, it's all about friendliness and treating people and giving them w- just a bit of love. And I realize, you know, so people, so many people are so hurt in the hospitals, and you see how people treat people. You know, they they're so demanding and so full of themselves and so full of hurt that they t- take it out on nurses. These nurses take abuse, so much abuse, and um, because of hurt of people of sickness. Um, so. I was expecting maybe Tuesday or Monday morning I'll get a call somewhere and I say, listen, maybe on Tuesday or Thursday you're going to be done. The next morning at 7, my wife phones, listen, I'm going in now. So in my head, I'm going to go and I'm going to pray and I'm going to do all these things that I must do. And uh, I missed her. No, I don't know if she's going to wake up. I said, Lord, and I'm driving to to Tigerberg and... And uh, that, that morning, I've got to go and see the lady with a medical, amazing lady. So I walk in there, and I start talking to her. And uh, I said, uh, I just explained to her my story. And I see a little picture there of her family. I said, you can just sense, Christians, you know, you, you, your spirit picks up. And I said to her, you're a Christian. She said, yes. I said, you're going to pray for me now. And she prays. And I... Uh, just amazing the people God sends over you over your path <laughs> um, so for nine hours I've got nothing to do and uh, that's not good for me so I go outside of Tigerberg and I stand there at the entrance and I evangelize I get 40 people I speak to 40 people I've got people I pray for people I say Lord just I just tell people about Jesus couple of them got saved but, you know it's just sharing what we have and everybody's in so much need and so much desire and so much pain and uh, that afternoon at about four or five they phone me so it's a nine hour opera- operation and uh, I come to my wife ICU they let me in and in the first word she says uh, I'm alive and I said thank the Lord you're alive and uh, this Isaiah, uh, he carried me in his hand. He says, yes, he's carried you in his hand. And uh, we had a, a week in ICU. I <laughs> think about three people died around uh, in that week. And it's death, and it's... It's, oh, it's And there I saw the, the power of words, what that lady spoke about the badness and, and, and what she spoke about. And that's where... We must very, be very careful what we speak. Um, speak, there's power in the word. And on this, f- f- I think on the, the next day, when I came into a room, she just had a, a, a fever, climbing the fever. And, and in that moment, something in her body, just with all the trauma, she got dementia. And she started seeing things. And these things that this lady spoke about came into, this is what when she went to. She saw, started seeing gangsters and people, and that weren't there. And it was a terrible, terrible couple of days a week of not seeing my wife and not realizing And this was a total different person. And uh, but through this, we had amazing people, and I had a group of people in this church, and also, I mean, right from all over the world that were praying, praying out the. We had a mission in one year in, in Malawi, in O'Gladson. I, I mentioned this. He called a prayer meeting that Sunday evening for three hours. A whole group of people in Malawi prayed for us. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing how people, how oh God brings people together. And this shows our hearts. And this is what we are, as a body, should do for one another. It's uh, encourage one another pray for one another and just be there Um, so in that time um, sure there was a tough week and uh, she got by the grace of God she got better and better and better and it was it was really not a nice experience that but I thank the Lord for the people that he sent around us and the people for praying for us and um, in this in this time Um, and it was tough for the children as well and we had to see a lovely lady and God also sent people in that to just help them deal with the trauma and and that had a big, big help so we want to thank everybody that really prayed and and stood with us in this time and even when we came back home and all the food and the prayers and the help that people gave and and that that taught us and that showed us a little bit of what community should be like and and uh, when we went through this, and my wife came back, it was—it's still a process. She's again; she's got a urine infection this on Thursday, and she's just lying out this morning. But it's a long journey; it's a journey of healing. We've all got to heal. So God has really stopped me in my tracks this year. And I said, Lord, you have—you clean me, and and I'm looking all the ways. And, and last week I went to a Bethany uh, Lentron. This you know, deliverance. And I said, Lord, deliver me of all these demons and things that are wrong in my life because I, you know, you sense this, there's things in your life that aren't right. And I said, Lord, I want to be clean before you. I want to just get everything out of me that is not from you. And the um, lessons I've learned that when I've heard a few people and I've, the first of all is that prophecy, with people prophesy over you, be very careful, and I made a mistake and I've heard a few people through that and uh, when people prophesy, don't take test it, God will always give you confirmation, ask him he will confirm it in his word and he will send another person I'll, so you don't run with everything people say to you, and I've made a mistake and uh, my children got confused, I confused a lot of people, and I want to repent and, and say sorry for that Uh, the next thing is community. You know, we've got a small group that we've been attending for about six years now. And you, I mean, people... You know you I don't even think your own family, your own friends don't understand what you go through you know, something like this happens, but uh, to to that little small group <laughs> the things they they understand and they care so that's important to have a community like that. Church is good, but I, we can't have relationship with everybody, and uh, that's where a small group is so important because we all we go through tough things in life, and that is what carries us is that support of people that really care and love you for who you are. Um, trust the Lord, you know, and it's like Daniel. Um, you know, when you choose life and you, you, you choose you choose to honor God, He will honor you. Yeah, it's, you don't always see it. Things didn't work as we planned, but, but I believe we, play, we prayed for healing and she was perfectly, perfectly healed. I mean, if you think about it, she's perfectly healed now and in, in heaven. Uh, it's, it's a total different mindset when you start think, thinking about kingdom things. It's God saw the pain and he saw the hurt and he said, listen, I'm going to take her. And this is what our children believe and, and they get it. It's not always how we think things should be. Um, the last thing I realized and what God also spoke to me the last week is uh, be thankful and be Be real, and um, because of my life, and 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 I realised, and the last couple of weeks I've been confronted with that is being real. And uh, for 40 years I've been I've been running a mask in my life, you know. You, I've been living a life, and but there's also another life that is. And when I got saved, the the roots are so deep that then you can almost put on a spiritual mask. I so listen, it's okay with me. I've got everything got together. And I realize, you know, we come into church and, and people are hurting. And and how are you doing? I'm, I'm just fine. I'm good. Put on a smile. Whoops, out you go again. And nobody's the better. And I say, Lord, how do we, I mean, this can't be. If, if you've, My life is a mess. <laughs> it's upside down. But I've got a rock, it's going to get better, I know. But even if it doesn't get better, I know. I'm seeking the Lord, I know. I know the words he's given me is that, Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I've got good ideas, I've got a good future for you. And that's what I believe, that's enough for me, Lord. And I've, and it's it's to admit that when when you need help, you need help. And we need help, every one of us. We go through problems, but we start hiding it, and we start leaving it, and, and that thing becomes a mountain. Um, and this is what God just showed me this past week, is to be real. And I'm struggling with it. I said, Lord, I want to be real. I don't want to put on a face the whole time of something, somebody that I'm not. And it's tough. It's because of your whole life you've been pretending stuff, that you're not. And you know, the Lord is coming back. The Lord Jesus is, is coming back. And he's coming to, and he says there's a division between sheep and goat. And the true sheep are those who are hearing his voice and obeying his voice. And I want to be a sheep. I don't want to be a goat. And, that, and it's being real. And um, so I just, I just want to encourage every one of you, and, and this is our story. Uh, and my wife she'll she's got a different perspective uh, i can't imagine what she's been through but her testimony will come um, as we go through these lines and and uh, on this journey that we've met we've met people with horrifying experiences much worse than ours and you say lord you know this is a this is a this is a tough journey, but there's a lot of people going through tough stuff, even yeah, sitting here. There's people here with tough, tough journeys that we don't know about. And we need to come together and, and, and share these things and say, listen, let's pray for one another. Let's put our hearts together, and, and this is my desire. Um, when I asked you, now, now, and I'm going to ask us to close our eyes, and last week, Thursday, I was walking through and um, in front of Romans this this old man sitting there 60 and as I walk past he greets me and as I walk past I've got to go and talk to him and I go and sit and talk and he looks at me and says are you a pastor does it stand on my I don't know he says are you and he says to me you know I uh, said can I sit down but he's very aggressive he's hurt I can see the birth in this man's life and, and he doesn't want to say tell me your story tell me your story he says, it's terrible it's a terrible land it's a terrible country I just want to immigrate and he grew up in a forest town that's as much as he wants to to share and he and he just comes from a bible study from a group of people and I said I start, start testifying my story and, and he says listen you christians you know, give me just give me money. You know, and in that moment I realised, you know, we we see people and we want to fix them. And they've been so hurt. And people sitting with hurt and, and I said, Lord <laughs> and, and there's in Matthew twenty four Lord the Lord says, I'm not looking for sacrifices, I'm looking for compassion. <laughs> I said, Lord, can we have compassion for people again? To see people's hurt and see people's struggles, to help them. You know, it's a, Hebrews 10 says, it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. And I said, God, I don't want to be standing in front of you. for.